What is balance? What are boundaries? And do I really need to put energy into those things? Girl, yes. Boundaries are a must have as a mompreneur because we have to be too many things to too many people these days and boundaries help us not to overdo it. On today's show, Daniela Wolf is here to talk to us about the importance of boundaries. And if you want to achieve balance or rhythm in your life for real, come on, we need to talk about this. So pull up a seat and keep on listening. You've just tuned into the Brittany Smith podcast, where we care and share with a whole lot of flair on all things business, branding, raising babies, and everything in between. Because let's face it, being a busy lady is a whole situation, especially when you've got big dreams and you're brilliant at what you do. We're going to get right over here, okay? On this show, we'll talk about building an excellent, sustainable, and profitable brand, raising babies while raising your empire, the power of faith while we flex our hustle muscles, and girl, finding our true rhythm in the midst of all the hats that we wear. Oh, yes, we are creating our most authentic lives over here. I am so glad you showed up today. Here's to you, sis. Let's get it. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. You are in for a treat. If you're listening right now, if you tuned in, that is because you are a lady who wears many, many hats, whether you're a mom and have a business or a wife and has a business, or maybe you're a leader in your church and you also have a business. We want to talk to the ladies who are wearing many hats and trying to manage and balance all of it and still maintain some sanity, still maintain some harmony, still be able to take care of themselves. And so today I have an expert um, guest with us, my new friend, Daniela. She is going to help us get our lives together and talk to us about that overwhelm, talk to us about that balance. And I, I'm sure now that I just said the word balance, I'm like, I'm, I want her to tell me what she feels about the word balance, because I know that there are different schools of thought as to whether balance really exists or not. Um, so she's going to help us out. Um, so Daniela, thank you so, so, so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Brittany. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk with you. Awesome. 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 So tell us, give us some backstory. Um, tell us why you are the one to help us with these issues. So professionally, I have been a social worker for over 25 years. So I have the training in all things, mindfulness, self-care, stress management, coping skills, as well as I'm a busy mom of two kids. Definitely have been there trying to do it all, be all, and run everybody around, keep the house clean, maybe see what everybody wants for dinner that they can agree on, and try and fit in some time for myself, whether it's time with my girlfriends or a workout or reading a book. And, um, you know, so I definitely feel like having been there personally as well as professionally, I've found ways to integrate this into my day-to-day -day life and overcome that overwhelm and balance, um, especially going through some you know, obviously life challenges as we all do. Um, many years ago, when my kids were younger, about five years old and six months, I was a single working mom. I'm remarried now, but, um, you know, so I was a single mom trying to balance two kids working and realizing, you know, at the time I wasn't really integrating those habits that I was helping others with. And I found myself irritable, snapping, maybe a little bit too much, burnt out, frustrated, overwhelmed. And I, I kind of caught myself and recognized this is not not only not who I am, but not who I want my kids to know, not right. the women that I want them to see and think, wow, that's my mom. 
And so, you know, I started to really practice what I preach and intentionally find different strategies, find different habits, systems, and routines to really fit into my day and change my focus and my mindset so that I could, you know, be a happier version of myself. And really by finding that time, I found I was able to not only be happier, but give more back, be a better employee, be a better mom, be a better friend. And, you know, it, it doesn't come overnight, but it's so, so worth it. Absolutely. We all, well, at least I hope, <laughs> I hope we all want to be better in the spaces that we move in. Um, and so you said the word balance a couple of times, and I know that there are split schools of thought as to whether balance really exists or not. What is your view or your ideology around the word balance? Yeah, I, I know that's such a trigger word for people. They're like, there's no such thing as balance. And I don't see balance necessarily as like a scale where it's equal and you know it's totally level across the playing field. I see balance as made up of four different parts, your ability to adapt, your ability to pivot, um, your ability to be resilient and to set boundaries. Boundaries are huge with me. And so by having those four things is how you find balance, you know, and it's not gonna look the same every day, but you at least have some of that control to roll with things rather than get rolled over. Yes, yes. So you said the ability to adapt, the ability to pivot, the ability to be resilient and the ability to set boundaries. Yes. That's those those are loaded. You just you just loaded <laughs> us up here. <laughs> um because you know being in a space where we're kind of finding our way out of a pandemic, right? Um, some people are saying it's over. Some people are saying not so much. That's another topic for another day. However, if, if there was ever a time that we were challenged in those areas, I'm thinking that the last year and a half um, is definitely one of those times. Being a mom, having kids that may be in virtual schooling, um, having to shift from being at work every day to, to working from the home, um, you know, how that changes the, the dynamic of your family, right? I was going out of the house for work and now I'm home in the house with my husband and my kids all day, every day. Like that's, it, it's, it's been, it's been a ride. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit more about those four areas? Like, I don't know, like, can you break them down a little bit further? Yeah, absolutely. So the ability to adapt, you know, even though we like to have our plans, we like to have how things go. I don't know about you, but usually something will always come up that I didn't expect to throw me off course, you know? And so the ability to, like I said, kind of roll with it rather than get rolled over and being able to adapt like, okay, I thought we were going to leave 10 minutes ago, but we're going to leave now. And to not let that being fixated on what you thought was going to happen and let, not let your expectations kind of control everything is how we can adapt. Um, pivoting, I almost like to use a basketball analogy. Sure. You know, in basketball, you are on one foot looking around at your options. Who can I pass to? What can I do? And we need that ability to pivot and see options in life because there isn't just one way. That's so good. And there isn't one plan. And especially with kids, as you know, sometimes their plan doesn't match your plan. And so we have to adapt and pivot. Um, resiliency, I think, has definitely been tested this year. We need to bounce back from things. You know, we go through hard times, but if we don't unpack and stay there, that's our resiliency. 
You know, it's okay to, to go through tough things, but we need to keep going. We need to be able to come back and show not only ourselves, but our kids and our families and right. our communities and our jobs, like we can still do this. We're here and boundaries are my favorite. I, yeah. I, think, I think we are so hard, you know, when it comes to setting boundaries, because we want to say yes, we want to people please, we want to make everybody else happy. And we think boundaries are going to be constraining and restrictive, but by actually having good boundaries, there is such a freedom, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else around us to know our expectations. I almost like to think of, you know, if you got a new puppy and you put them on a leash, they're tied to a very small perimeter. But if you fence in your yard, they have that freedom to run. And it's not like it's chaos. You still have that boundary, you know, and that's how it is in our lives by having some of that in place. So hopefully that helps people understand, you know, what I mean when I say balance a little bit better and maybe it's more relatable and something that you can feel like, oh yeah, that does work for me. I'm aligned to that. I can totally relate. I love that. There's two, two visuals that I got. The first one, when you mentioned the basketball visual um, and in the pivoting example, like who can I pass to? It doesn't have to be me to take yeah. the shot right now. <laughs> I do have options because a lot of times when we're in the midst of life, um, we don't see options. We see, I have to do it. I have to make it happen. And if it doesn't, if it's not on me, then it just won't ever get done. Right. And it's like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so not true. So I love that, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, um, the boundaries example. Boundaries are huge and they're so easily abused, right? Um, we'll abuse our own boundaries, because like you said, we want to say yes to everyone and everything. Um, but the visual of putting up that fence mm -hmm. was really good because it helps you. It's their safety and boundaries. Their safety and boundaries. If I have boundaries set, it's safety for me and for you. Because if the, if the fence is not there, I might run out. I might go into the street and get hit by a car. I might bite you. You know, <laughs> we just don't know what the outcome will be. And so um, I definitely love that visual of maybe not so much having boundaries that are short like a leash, yeah. but boundaries at least in place like that yard so that you can still run free. But everyone knows where they belong. Everyone knows their place. The yeah. people outside of the fence know that they're not supposed to be inside the fence, <laughs> right? And then the people inside the fence know that they're allowed to be there and that it's a safe place. So I love that. I love that example. Um, can you give us an example of like a real life example of boundaries going wrong? Um, I think sometimes if the boundaries are too rigid and don't take in those other principles I talked about as far as, you know, being adapt pivot and you know the resiliency like yes there's it's good to have boundaries but it's also good to be realistic and to be flexible with our boundaries in a way that doesn't necessarily self-sacrifice you know but I think sometimes if we set too hard a boundary that can also backfire and self-sabotage so I'm trying to think you know of a, of a boundary that backfired um ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's back to that one. No, absolutely. It's one of those things where someone says, Hey, can you sing a song? And then your mind goes blank and it's like, uh, I don't know any songs. I get it. Right, right. No, that, that's totally fine. Um, so I guess um, I, I kind of want to stay in the boundary space though, for a minute, because um, it's something that I feel like we all struggle with. Like you said, you know, we want to say yes to everyone. We want to please everyone. Um if you're sitting with a client, let's say, 
and you can tell that boundaries are a clear issue. Like, you know, like we need to start. That's where we need to start. Like, let's start with boundaries. Um, what are some what are some questions that we can ask ourselves or some like red flags that let us know, okay, this is a boundary issue? Right. Sometimes it, you know, you just keep asking why even. Why can't you do that? Why can't you say no? You know, and a lot of times it comes back to then our mindset and some of the limiting beliefs or some of the, you know, almost like things that we already assume people are going to think or say, even though that's not even true. And so those mindsets and those limiting beliefs are a lot of times where we think we're setting our boundaries from or where we should be setting them from rather than from the reality of what we need in a place of taking care of ourselves and self-care. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care. Having time management is a form of self-care. You know, I think people always just assume self-care is like bubble baths and spa days and girl weekends. And I love those, but there's like so many other things just on a micro level on a day-to-day basis when it comes to our habits and routines that are part of our self-care. And so I think to help even reframe how people see boundaries, because again, like I said, they see them as negative and constraining as, and as a wall versus it's more like that little rope, you know, at the, at the club or something. It's like, it's there, we can move it, we can open it, but we need to at least know where it is. Right. Because it's when it's non-existent that it's, it's kind of a mess. Absolutely. Another great visual, (laughs) another, (laughs) another great visual. I like to think about sometimes you mentioned how um, we look at things from where we think they might go as opposed to where they actually are. Um, So, you know, as a, I want to say recovering people pleaser, (laughs) um, you know, if someone asks me to do something, I already in my head create a whole scenario of what it will look like if I say no. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to do the thing. I'd have no interest whatsoever in doing the thing. The thing is going to be inconvenient for me. The thing is probably going to cost me money and time that I really don't have. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. It, There's nothing good in this thing for me. But because the person holds whatever role or space they hold in my life, I already know if I say no, they're going to make me feel guilty. I already know if I say no, they're going to hold it against me for when I need something from them the next time. And we do this scenario creating thing and go down this rabbit trail of reasons why we should versus reasons why we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it feels self-serving because the reasons why we shouldn't, we'll be like, oh, well, it's because I don't feel like it or because I really just don't want to do it. And we kind of discredit the fact that we don't yeah. want to do it as invalid. Um, under, but family to understand though, that that person will be okay if we say no. Yeah. And, and it's sometimes just even how you say no, you know, if, instead of no, I don't want to like, thank you so much for thinking of me. I would love this opportunity at another time, but right now isn't good for me, you know? Right. And so just kind of coming up with a way to say it that feels good to you, but still right. meet your needs is totally, that's part of those options. Like there's ways to do things and just kind of figure that out. Absolutely. And, and, and I think to your point, those are things that we need to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are things that we probably need to write down and actually do some actual work through. Um, You know, I know some of my biggest boundary challenges have been with family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing like, you know, if mom says, Hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? And you really don't want to, or you really don't have the time. um, That's a more challenging no 
than than maybe a client asking you to do something or you know somebody that's like outside asking you for a favor um but to your point it has to happen yeah it has to happen because if I don't put those boundaries in place I'm going to be that little doggy inside the backyard that gets out and bites somebody because I'm frustrated you know <laughs> so, so we take it out on other people then you know we get so upset because we couldn't say no to this person yeah. that then we say no to somebody else a lot of times when I work with clients we practice the small nose first just so we get more comfortable saying no you know, and it doesn't, not that we want to be no people, because I also embrace saying yes as well. But I think, you know, having a comfort, like you said, that practice, so much of this is practice and automating things that right. we have the confidence to just be able to do it rather than that awkward, like, oh gosh, uh, what do I do? You know, because like you said, when you asked me what my biggest boundary moment was, you know, it's like when you're on the spot, that's when we can't plan ahead. That's when we can't think. And so, so much of self-care is before we're in the moment. And it's all that pre work. Yes, yes, yes. I love that practicing the small nose first. I love that. Um, but then, too, reminding ourselves that if someone asks us something in the moment, it's okay to say, let me get back to you. Absolutely. You know, let me check my calendar. Even if you don't even have a calendar check, <laughs> <laughs> you can say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's definitely, or someone says, hey, we should get together sometime. If you really don't want to get together with them, you could say, hey, let me check my calendar, you know, and then just kind of fade into the background <laughs> <laughs> unless they follow up and say, you know, I'm really just, I was reading a book um, or a blog, I think it was, and it was a very busy pastor. Um, and people always said, hey, we should get together sometime. Hey, I would love to take you out to lunch. Hey, I want to pick your brain. And at some point, instead of saying, let me check my calendar to everyone, He said, he put his foot down and said, you know what? I'm not taking meetings in this season. I'm not taking lunch breaks in this season. You know, he he just put it like straight like that. And I was like, oh, we're allowed to do that? (laughs) That's a boundary. He put his priorities out there and people understood ahead of time. And so it's not personal. It's not offensive. It's, that's fantastic. I might steal his line. Yes, yes. Because there are seasons of life where you just don't have time to do mm-hmm. coffee. You don't have time to do catch up Zoom calls. You don't have time. And um, I think boundaries are also tied to how you value yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like my time in this season of my life is valuable. I have a four-year-old. I have a baby. I have a husband. I'm an elder at my church. I have a business and I have a team that helps me in my business. I've got stuff, you yeah. know? So for you to say, hey, can we go to the club Friday night? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> that's just it's not at the top of your priority list, you know, and that's all. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely have to um, value ourselves that way. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me when you started practicing self-care, mm-hmm. what did that look like for you? Um, for me, it had to do with working to overcome some of that mom guilt. I think we get and really taking the time to do things I wanted to do and not feeling like I should be doing this or I should be doing that, you know, and it, sometimes it wasn't a huge deal. It might just have been, you know, putting my kids down to bed a couple minutes earlier. So I had 10, 15 minutes to myself before I fell asleep on the couch, maybe, you know, going to the gym and using the daycare room. And granted, this was quite some time ago when we could do that. So hopefully we still can, or even taking them with me, we'd go for walks, we would do things together and, you know, really taking that time 
intentionally and letting people know I'm taking some time for myself right now. I'm doing this for me, you know, really kind of resonated with people to the point they would come back to me and be like, oh my gosh, I took, they wanted to tell me they were doing those things too. I took time for myself today instead of running errands. I, you know, had 20 things I probably could have done in my house, but I sat outside and enjoyed the nice weather and really being intentional with that time and using it in a way that I felt good, even if it was only five, 10 minutes a day, was how I started to build that practice. You know, even if I did a 10 minute yoga video at home, that counted, you know, and that's part of what helped to make me feel like I was putting myself first. Gratitude is a big thing I I like to do as well, making that time to find you know, three things every day I'm thankful for, because I think we sometimes focus so much on the negative and what didn't go well and being able to practice that gratitude and find those moments every single day or how we retrain our brain to be able to go in that direction. So it was small, small things, you know, they might sound super insignificant, but as you start doing them over time, taking, you know, a walk during my lunch hour, taking some water breaks and knowing just drinking water and taking some deep breaths, was part of my self-care, you know, and fitting that in a couple minutes every day, you start to get those physiological benefits, you know, and it, it, it's building these little habits. Um, I heard someone use the term habit stacking once, these little habits you start to build on, and that's how you create a practice and a system for that, for that self-care. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like that habit stacking. I'm going to tuck that away in my, <laughs> my brain. Um, now that's awesome because again, I'll I'll just speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I am a big picture, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do self-care. I'm going to do (laughs) self-care, you know, (laughs) I'm going to take two hours a day to myself and I'm going to get up at 6am and sit with Jesus for an hour before the world wakes up. And then at night when the house goes to sleep, I'm going to sit for another hour in a bubble bath. Like I'm, I'm that extreme person. And so which is why it never happens because I set my expectations way up here as opposed to being gracious to myself. Um, And like you said, doing that five minutes a day, doing that 10 minutes a day, um, treating yourself to some ice cream once a week, you know, like whatever that looks like for you. And also not talking yourself out of the benefit, you know, saying, oh, well, I mean, you did it, but it wasn't really rest or that wasn't really, you know, like, well, our, our self-talk is, yeah. it can you be think a If you're not dripping with sweat, you didn't actually work out or do anything good for you. And that's not the case at all, you know, right. and, and right. it makes you more achievable. And as we start checking off those little, like, oh, I did that setting timers and reminders to go off on your phone, like, Hey, take a two minute breathing break, you know, lift your shoulders up and all that, like breathing kind of stuff, or just even, Hey, texture, texture, mom text your best friend, you know, to fit in those things, you'll start to get those positive benefits and little doses throughout your day. Um, and finding those moments of joy throughout your day. There's a book by Ingrid Fatel Lee. It's called Joyful. And it has to do with how it's building those moments of joy throughout your day is kind of the key to happiness rather than that big, you know, momentous moment. Sorry, my, my four-year-old is like... <laughs> Hanging around the corner. Say hello. Hi, sweetie. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Ladies and maybe some gentlemen, this is mom life at its best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, you're that's that's awesome. Um it's so 
we believe too much for the big moments, the big aha, uh -huh, versus like this little joy, this little joy, you know, and that's how we find a happy life. That's awesome. Um, and, and, and it sounds like intentionality is a tool here. Um, it's a necessity for the mompreneur. It's a necessity for the busy life. Um, because if you're I would say consistency and discipline. Are like, they sound nasty. I know discipline sounds like such a bad word, like punishment, but it's, you know, it's not. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and I think with some of these things, as discipline is being enforced, some of these things you start to like, right? Like, and it becomes like clockwork and you start to, like you said, the physiological benefits and even like the mental benefits, you start feeling accomplished. You start feeling more rested. Um, and you start really experiencing that joy from a place where, you know, when life hits or, you know, that unexpected thing happens, you're not likely to blow up or, you know, regress back into the deep, dark hole but you're able to, to bounce with it. So it sounds like that the discipline, the consistency and the intentionality really undergirds the ability to achieve balance. Absolutely, it helps to kind of like, if you take a couple of deep breaths several times a day, you know, like I said, set a timer, then when you're stressed, your body already remembers when I breathe like this, I feel calm. So rather than waiting till you're stressed to try and see if breathing helps you, your body already knows it does and it kicks in automatically, kind of like I'm gonna use another analogy, you know, sports players, they don't wait until the game to learn the play. They've practiced it all week. So by the time they get to the game and they call the play, their body just knows what to do. And that's the same with this. You think of like, I see your daughter right there, you know, you tell her to go brush her teeth every day, probably in the morning and at night. And it's not automated yet for her, but you don't even think of it now for yourself. And it's, right. what it's, a, it's a discipline, but you know, it helps you have a healthy pretty smile and you take care of yourself and it feels good. So that's the kind of thing. It's like, you practice it enough, you know, it's helping, you know, it works. Absolutely. It's muscle memory. Yep. Muscle memory. Um, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I mean, not right now, <laughs> but um, you're doing so much work sitting there making eyelashes. You don't even know it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it's so true. Um, I don't know if anybody listening, or maybe you have um, can identify with, you know, working out and then you stop working out for a couple of weeks and you try again, then you stop and then you start and stop. Um, literally like clockwork, because I'm a runner, I've been a runner my entire life. Um, I might go weeks and weeks and weeks without running a mile or two. And then when I get back out there, my body automatically knows like what pace to go. And so I always start back out kind of like around the same spot because of that muscle memory. Um, I know what the breathing feels like. I know what the route looks like. I know, you know, when my body starts to feel a certain way, I, I just know those things. So you're absolutely right. Um, and being able to practice those things. Um, so tell us then, as we are um, putting things in place, what are some systems or um, how do we put this now into practice, I'll say? Okay. You know, to start, I would start small, you know, and pick one thing at a time. Do not try and, you know, do four different things at once because it's going to feel overwhelming. It's going to kind of validate, like, see, I can't do this. Nice. Start small with one thing, add it once a day. And you build on it, use timers, use reminders, use sticky notes, you know, find ways that's going to help you automate it. And that's going to make it easier to build on. Like I said, I start small with, 
setting a timer to remind myself to drink water and breathe, you know, and maybe if I go to use the restroom at work, I take the long way around, <laughs> you know, gotcha. and I start fitting in little walks and it's those little moments that give you that mental break that you should like, oh, okay. You know, and you build a couple of those throughout the day and then you realize, oh, maybe I could add five minutes in my morning or five minutes nighttime routine. You find a special lavender lotion that you put on your hands before you go to bed and you start to create these rituals that you kind of intentionally embrace for yourself and you build on those. You know, granted, it's part of then a bigger process of looking at, you know, focusing if you need to on certain areas, whether it's sleep you know, is a huge part of self-care. I don't think we think about it. I'm sure as a mom with kids, that's all you can think about is when do I get to sleep next? Right. <laughs> you know, how long do I get to sleep? Can I get three more minutes in? Cause that'll make a big difference. Right. <laughs> how we're eating, how we're moving, how we're connecting socially. You know, it's all these pieces. I have like 10 different areas that I've really identified as, you know, fitting them in and not necessarily all at once, but looking at how they work together, right. uh, almost like in a loop. If you were traveling down the road on a wheel, if one spoke was off, you're going to hit that bump every time, but finding, you know, again, that, that rhythm in each area creates that smoother ride. Yeah. I, I definitely love that word rhythm. Mm -hmm. Um, because like you're saying the same thing is not going to be at the forefront all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. right now it's family time right now. It's business time right now. It's self time right now. It's groceries right now. It's so it is kind of like a, a fluid situation that you kind of have to manage um at the same time and again we're back to that starting small piece mm -hmm. um i i just i need the a type personalities that are listening the overachievers that are listening um i need you to hear that and let it sink in that you have to start start small for yeah. sustainable results grace is um, going to be your new best friend Yes. Grace. And, and, Grace. <laughs> yes. And, and we're not talking about a person named Grace. No. <laughs> but if you need to name your pillow, Grace, hug it. And yes, it, it's okay. Yes, <laughs> it is. Okay. So tell me, uh, as we get ready to land the plane here, tell mm -hmm. me how important accountability is in this process. It's, it's pretty important, even if it's not necessarily to anybody else but yourself. But I think by putting it out there, you'd be surprised at how much support you get, at how much people want to be a part of that. It, it's almost like a community, a little bit of, oh, well, I would want to do that too. And by creating that community and support of accountability, you also create the connection that especially in this last year, I think we've definitely recognized what a big impact that loss of connection has had. And so, you know, whether you're putting it on your Facebook page, whether you're sharing it with your family, whether you're incorporating it into your family, like, okay, we're taking a walk every day after dinner, even if it's a two minute walk, you know, it definitely helps kind of have that momentum without it all being a heavy lift on you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know um, for a fact that there, there are people that I'm connected to that will pop up out of the blue, like, hey, did you drink your water today? <laughs> I'm like, I haven't even spoken to you in, you know, however long. And here you are asking me about my water. Um, so you're right. You're right. It's definitely important to have those people placed, but as well as having, holding yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, why are you doing this? 
why are you trying to practice self-care? Why are you taking breathing breaks? Why are you, like you said, you know, putting the lavender lotion? Why are you putting these rituals in place? Um, it's not for anybody else, but yourself. Even you know? if you say it's for your kids or for your spouse or for whatever other thing, it comes down to, if you don't take care of yourself first, nobody's going to get the benefit. Absolutely. If there's no you, none of this matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so tell us how you can help us. What do you have? What are you offering um, that would help us in this area? Um, as far as like my one-on-one coaching? Yeah. 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 So I, I work one-on-one to create really customized plans because everyone's life is different right now. And so to help you self-identify, you know, what are the areas that you feel like are the biggest causes of some of your overwhelm, how to start looking at those options, helping you to see what those possibilities are, as well as even a little bit of the accountability part initially to help you with those habits and automating that, to help you to work through that mindset and limiting belief part, because that's sometimes the hardest part is what we're telling ourselves versus what the reality is. And to really give you that splat, that platform, that platform, that springboard <laughs> and platform, you know, to start making these changes because they're not, you know, going to be one and done kind of thing. It's like walking into the gym for an hour and thinking you're going to lose 10 pounds. Like it doesn't work that way, right. but it does help you to start seeing them on your own, to start recognizing. And it's kind of almost its own habit to be able to, to see those options and choices because it's going to be different every day. And so it really helps you to grow and have control over this. It's nothing I'm going to tell you, this is the, you know, cookie cutter that you have to fit into. It's not about putting yourself into a system or a program. It's about how can you incorporate those into your life the way it looks right now. And that's going to change. So, you know, definitely I think starting from a place of self-reflection and self-assessment and then building from there. Awesome. And so you have a a 12 week um, program? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the foundation of really looking at addressing a couple different areas and giving you the tools to then apply across the board. Got you. So ladies, you are hearing it again. It is okay to have help. (laughs) <laughs> we all do. You either you hire a trainer when you start a workout routine. Marie Kondo helps us figure out how to organize. Like these, these are things that we all kind of need some direction and guidance on working on. Nobody teaches us, you know, in in school or regardless of our degrees. Like this is how you make it work for you. Right, and and this is one of those areas, one of those things where we can trick ourselves into thinking that we're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And we are not. <laughs> so if you're listening right now and you kind of heard some things that resonate, but you're not quite sure if you need help in this area, my question for you is how has your way been working for you thus far? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's, it has not been going well, then it is time for you to get help. Why? Because you've been trying to do it on your own forever. If you're like me, you have tried to DIY balance and rhythm and all these things that we are talking about today. You've been trying to DIY it forever, you know, and if you're like me and you're good at what you do, there are people around you that spend time with you all the time that don't even realize that you need help. 
because you carry that superwoman thing you carry it so well that you make it look like you're fine you make it look like you got it going on but on the inside you're frail on the inside you're on edge on the inside you're resentful on the inside you're feeling like you're drowning because you feel like you don't really have help um and so if that is you i want you to visit daniela's website bestdlife.com yep i'm also on instagram facebook if you want to even just get on a a free chat. I have a framework focus call where we can kind of look to see where, where are you at? Where would you start? And just to have that initial conversation, I would love to talk to your listeners and, and help them to see just what they could accomplish in a short period of time, what they could achieve and have in their day-to-day life that maybe they thought that's too much work. It's too far out of reach. You know, what we're living in every day, why would you settle for just kind of a meh, life when you can yeah. really be thriving and happy every day for Absolutely. the most part, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most, but yeah. you know, we're realistic too. Like nobody's perfect. None right. of this is, but right. And it's, it's not too much work. Why? Because we're doing more work trying to maintain in a messy way than we would, if we would do the work <laughs> yeah. to, to put these different things in place and create the life that we actually want to live. Like, what would life be like if you woke up and were actually happy to be awake and happy to start the day and happy to, to get those kids up and happy to pour that coffee for the husband and happy to do that social media content? Like that, I'm trying to get to the happy about the social media content. That's without somebody having a meltdown, knowing yes. where keys are, so you're not running late out the door. All of that, yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Um, so, listen, Daniela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for dropping the gems and nuggets that you have. Um, again, guys, make sure you visit her website. Make take advantage of the focus framework call. Take advantage of it. Um, because I, I posted on Facebook today, um, you never know what you can afford until you prioritize things, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I dare you to prioritize yourself and prioritize this balance and this rhythm um, because it's necessary and it's going to change your entire life, not just your business, not just your, your family life, but it's literally going to revolutionize your entire life. And there are people like Daniela who are experts at it, um, who can help us get on the right track. So um, again, thank you so much. Um, Any parting words of wisdom for those of us who are trying to get ourselves together in this balancing act we call life? Definitely give yourself grace. You're doing a great job. We can help you do even more. And I would love to be a part of your journey. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on next week's episode. Bye. You guys, I'm already practicing my nice nose for people. Let's be honest. How many of you struggle with what we talked about today? I'm here for the solutions. What will you do today to begin practicing healthier boundaries? I'm nosy. I want to be in your business. So let me know in the comments or let me know in the review section or our Facebook group so I can hold you accountable. Let's let these boundaries bless our life. Thanks for listening. Are you a mompreneur looking for support and community around creating, cultivating, and monetizing your brand? Meet me over on Facebook in the Monetized Mompreneur Society. Join the group because inside we've got trainings, Q&As, freebies, and connection with other mamas building brands and raising babies. Come on. 
you need to hang out with ladies who get down with backdrops, laptops, and baby bags. You know, head wraps, fruit snacks, and hustle. We want to support you in this mamapreneur life. So join the group, the Monetized Mamapreneur Society on Facebook. Do you need help with your branding, graphic design, websites, strategy, and ideas? I'm your girl because designing beautiful and profitable brands is my jam. And who doesn't want to work with a mama who loves her job? <laughs> Connect with me at Brittany and Smith on Facebook, Insta, and online at BrittanySmith.com. And lastly, if you're feeling our vibe on the Brittany Smith podcast, subscribe to the show, leave a comment or review. New episodes are released every single week, and I want to chat with you every single week. So mama, until next time, find your rhythm and enjoy the ride.